Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today's show is sponsored by Stamps.com. Go to Stamps.com. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and enter the code BADCHRISTIAN. And then you will get $55 in free postage and a digital scale and a four-week trial. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. Do it. I said a three, two, one, Joey Smith Toby, if you learn Spanish, if you learn Spanish, you could become a soccer announcer. I think. I know that would be so awesome. Goal! I love it when they do that, but I don't really like soccer. That's the problem. Yeah, I agree. But you know what I do like? I just had lunch, and I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. Have you had the new quarter pounders at Big Mac? Uh, Big Mac. Uh, I mean, at McDonald's. You had the oh, are we going to get to talk the, about McDonald's today? The this is fat boy conversation. Fat boy conversation. I promise you, you can tell the difference. It is just. I mean, it, it is so good. I haven't been really eating bread, so I, uh, I've got just the patties with a little bit of cheese, and it comes with a big old nice Unreal. piece of lettuce sitting under it. And I couldn't tell you if I've ever had a nicer burger. I, I love Wendy's life. Wendy's patties for a dollar twenty nine. I get three of them and a Ooh. side of bacon and one piece of cheese on that as a meal, a lot. And so I think that is super super great. But the McDonald's now that they have the fresh, never frozen. It's not in all locations, but they basically stepped up to Wendy's game. And now McDonald's yeah. has of the. And you cannot believe the amount of money and science and research yeah. and protectiveness that McDonald's puts into making sure that meat is safe and healthy and clean. They ship it in uh, trucks that have never been opened with locks on them that bolts. You had to bolt wow. cut to get them off. I mean, they it's amazing. They have all the money and firepower to do things at a very high level. And this particular thing is 100% beef. Never yep. frozen, fresh, grilled on a hot, perfect griddle with the you know, and then they hand it to you. What could be know. bad about that? What do the evil I, scientists that work at McDonald's that are trying to kill everybody? For, <laughs> what what did they put in the burger that that right. nobody can figure out or find? Give me a the break. Only that's the healthy only food. bad thing. The only bad thing, and I promise you, this is it. The only bad thing I have ever uh, had at uh, McDonald's is the service. Oh yeah, the, it can be the terrible. humans that yeah. work there. Yeah. Are just devastating yeah, to your, your your mental state, your health, your, your physical. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I can't believe it. Sometimes That's right. it's almost like I'm I, when I talk, nobody understands what I'm saying. There. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you order weird, like all you know, like a burger, I say, another, I just, sometimes that I weirds me out. I just want a quarter pounder, just the meat. Just give that mm-hmm. to me, and I will <laughs> give you money. You don't have to give me the bread. You don't have to give me any, any condiments. Even you don't have to do anything. They just look at you like meat, you're an and I will alien. Give you money. Yeah, they I went to. Down, the, they look down at the cash register like it is a, a desert. Yeah, they can't find anything <laughs> on. It's not. just grains of sand blowing everywhere, and, and they had to call a manager. And then they say, "What's well, under this, 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 and this?" And I'm just like, I don't even. I mean, I don't understand how you couldn't just yell back to the cook. 
or something. No bread. This is unbelievable. <laughs> well, anyway. that's the stuff not to eat. If you, but if you eat at McDonald's and you eat an egg, you know what they do? They crack it and they put it on the griddle and they give it to you. Yeah. What, what could be bad about that? If eggs are good well, and beef uh, it, is good and sausage is good and unsweet tea is good, you can eat at McDonald's all day, every day, and never have any health problems there's nothing bad for you about that. <laughs> I'm not saying what else you need to eat for your diet. I'm not saying that's everything, whatever. But those are whole foods that are fresh and good with a high-quality control, cheap, and they're good for you. We know beef, sausage, and eggs are good for you. They're pure. So, Amen. Amen. What's, and what, and I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, it got me happy today. Don't and eat I'm the french happy. fries. I, don't drink a Coke, I'm, I'm happy, too, because Joey, last episode, we teased it, but Joey is... What did you oh, say? Yeah. How did you word it, Joey? He's the happiest he's been yeah, in my life. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> is that I mean, okay, it just we teased is. it. We teased it the last episode. What do you mean? What, I mean, that's a big statement. Like you've never been more happy. Like it, yeah, I mean, start with your st- reiterate your statement. Your I, mean, I, more I don't anything. So I don't know how to quantify happiness. Just reiterate and, your original statement that we're so continuing. So I'll, I'll just say that right now. To my knowledge, and I, I have to take in consideration childhood and like, you know, going to Cornerstone 91, how excited I was. But still, I was an adolescent, so I started to feel some depression and stuff. But Walt Disney World as a kid, I don't know how happy I was then. But as far as I can consciously remember, this is the happiest I've ever been in my whole entire life. I'm just could not be okay. happier. I could not be more pleased. And what I was about to tell you guys is Priscilla and I were sitting in the coffee shop a week ago, and basically we were just like, how can our life get any better? Because we were kind of reflecting on our kids, just how much we love them, and just, I mean, just, I mean, just beaming with happiness about being parents and everything. We were like, is life really this good right now? And we both were like, Something's gonna like, and, and, and Priscilla's like, don't even say. It. And I was just like, no, somebody, Completely somebody's gonna die or something bad's gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, there's no way things can be this good for this. It's just, I'm right I, I just, you, man. I'm su- super shocked to hear that about your happiness. And I got a lot more questions about that. But that, uh, that conclusion, I'm, I'm right with you. I mean, so so for one one big one is. And people are probably sick of hearing it, but I would say from about 2011 to 2012-ish up until, I mean, six years later. So we're talking almost current. We had a really hard marriage, man. A really hard go. From 11 Mo- to when? Uh, through most of 2017. I mean, this is all relatively new territory. Like, I mean, we joke around about this, and I have to be careful not to joke around about it too much. But we also take, we also realize the factor. We factor in depression and all that stuff. But I mean, I look at Priscilla. I'm like, gosh, I really, really like you. <laughs> like, I really like spending time with you. Um, we really do have fun together. I couldn't say that for a long time. Well, and again. I definitely, well, here's the thing is, I definitely respected her as a person. I definitely thought that she was a great person, but I just was not in good mental health to where all of her uh, flaws were magnified in my eyes. I was very twisted with how I saw life, and so I was very unfair to her and my expectations. Um, and, And obviously, I mean, she started to build up 
just uh, it makes her sound horrible but hey i'll tell all of our listeners you try living with a depressed person for years yeah hell try she doing started a podcast she, with them I know. I, look <laughs> I mean, i'm glad you're happy they, i'm glad priscilla finally got her shit together so you could be happy <laughs> so yeah say, our, Joey, our, i'm glad you're saying this though for somebody who's writing it right in the middle of what you were going through that i mean it's very encouraging <laughs> Right, what? Toby's like mid 2014. Yeah, I'm like Joey, 2000, right now. October 2011. <laughs> <laughs> so hearing your story is very encouraging. I really appreciate it, Pastor. Well, no, it's, Joey, it's, let's poke <laughs> around at that though, because I'm a little, I'm, I'm really curious. This is the first I've heard of of, of this, uh, of you being this happy. I, I've noticed it since February of January. I told Tobias, I think he's on the mend here, but I think it's been you've been irritatingly depressed, and I'm just talking about my own self. You've been irritating me with your depression for a couple of years in a row, although I know yeah. it's been there forever. I feel like you've got a more vibrant thing going on right now. But to the matter of your marriage being rough in that time, let's go back and analyze a couple of things. One, everybody wants to know some details. To what does that mean? Like how bad is that? How close to divorce is that? What did, was it brought up? What were the issues? And protect privacy all you want. But answer that question. And also... Given that we always talk about people not being open and honest and transparent, there wasn't any moment on the podcast where you said, our marriage is really bad right now. And if so, or to even to me and Toby privately, where you're like, look, we're in a really rough time right now. How do you feel like you communicated that while you were in it? And uh, does well, that shed any light on how, why people, you never hear from people having trouble until it's already too late? No, that that's fine, but there were some times of awareness with Toby for sure, just because when he was in Charleston, our families uh overlapped with, you know, talking and taking care of each other's kids and stuff. So I mean, I definitely remember Toby really cluing in on, holy shit, like Priscilla is extremely unhappy because of Joey's depression. And so there was some heart to heart conversations there. Um, and I was probably defensive. How um, how how clear can we get on how you know, bad did it get? Well, uh, pers- I don't remember this. And uh, gosh, I almost got a lump in my throat just a second. Just, Go for just, it. Just now. Uh, I don't remember this, but... If you start crying, pers- I won't make fun of you. I promise. <laughs> Priscilla, I can't make that uh, <laughs> my, <laughs> Me either. My depression was causing Priscilla so much pain, and I don't remember her saying this, but she basically said... Uh, I am close to taking the kids and moving in with my parents. Yeah, and you I don't do remember. remember no, I don't remember her saying that. She told you that she she reminded you that she had said that. Yeah, when we were in a better place and we were mm-hmm. talking about stuff, she says, "I can't believe you don't remember that." Now, I, and if I really jog my memory, maybe maybe what I'm saying. Instead of saying I don't remember her saying that, maybe what I'm really saying is I didn't think she was serious. I, I, I think that's what she was. Yeah. That would be a serious. profound thing to hear and not remember. So it's more something like you'd either black out or 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 tell yourself that can't be what she really means. She was just talking yeah. nonsense. But yeah. she affirmed um, to you that she actually was close to doing that. Yes. Yeah. Now, now, and and this isn't to like protect our reputation or anything, but it just in all honesty, it wasn't. A di- divorce was not in the cards with that statement. Mm-hmm. It was just more of a, I cannot take this. Sure. Right. Like, I, I cannot do this anymore. So I would rather be away from you if you're going to be this way. And I remember times in which I would come home from work and Priscilla's big on quality time. 
but I knew that I couldn't fake myself through it. So I would literally come home from work, kind of we would glance at each other, and I'd walk upstairs, and that was the end of the day. <sighs> Just go upstairs, go to bed, go to sleep. Game now, over. are you equating this joy that you have from coming out from that low uh, to medicine? Yeah, yeah, or, or, yeah. Or are you lot... also requ- is this a change in mind? Like, did Priscilla start seeing things differently? No, I mean, and yeah, that's a good question. I'm, a lot of what I'm describing are the lowest of lows. I mean, here, here's the crazy thing: is is in this time. We had times where we laughed together. Sure. We had times sure. where we had fun together. It wasn't like But that like might this. have even contributed to making it worse. Like you have a really great time together, and then you go a week oh, yeah. and nothing, right? Like yeah, a and, and that's that's what bothered Priscilla so much is it was a wild card what Joey was going to come home. I mean, so so think, of, think about feeling. the alcoholic father that sometimes comes home drunk sure. mm-hmm. and physically abuses. Well, I was basically the depressed father that would come home and emotionally abuse Priscilla, or neglect, not in, maybe, not intentionally, accurately. but I did. Do you think you, know, you actually so, say abuse or would you, I mean I, I, neglect? I, I would of say abuse, I would but. say Priscilla was abused, but I don't think I could call myself an abuser. But I guess semantics. But maybe mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Not proud of she, it. Did she and, have a change of mind? Like, did are certain things now that you're that happy? Like sitting at the coffee shop together. Like what changed in her mind too is, I mean, are you putting all the onus on you, like your medicine or your mindset or whatever it might be? You're the thing that fixed it, or what? Did she do something too? Like, is it, well, is I it mean, that one sided? I'm just we wondering. Had a, like, yeah, yeah, we had a few really good counseling sessions with Chip, and um, you know, there was there was one moment in which you know Priscilla kind of built up something in her head to where she was just like. Not only do can I not take this anymore, but I'm not going to take it anymore. So it was like when she saw the look on my face as far as, oh, he's depressed, there was like a lack of tolerance there. And again, yeah. F mm-hmm. everybody who thinks that that's insensitive, put yourself in her shoes. You can't unless you have been there. Um, and so Chip was just like, well, you, if unless you're planning on getting a divorce, you do have to live with that. Like you, you have to, in your mind, basically say, no, this is my husband. You can't say this is my husband, but not this part of it. Like if you're mm-hmm. married to him and you're committed to him, then this is a part that you have to, I totally agree with that Accept as well. And so that, you know, that accept was, I think some critical thing. Like there's no chance any marriage can work without something in, in the, in like the realm of what I'd call radical acceptance, or at least mine, there's zero chance unless we right. really get out ahead of, okay, this person, Bridget in this case, or me in her case, is really capable of some horrible things. And I've, it has to be accepted. It just has to be accepted unconditionally, and then maybe it, it could be reduced or improved or changed in time, but not if it's not actually accepted for what it fucking is. Yeah, right. that is necessary. So so imagine imagine the dilemma in Priscilla's mind. In her mind, she was going to stay married to me, but she's not accepting it. No way. Right. Yeah. Hell no. This yeah. is I'm not I'm not putting up with this shit anymore. This is one thing that I cannot put up with. So that is that you can't That's saying you can't he's do wrong that for this until he changes, but I'll hold out until he does. Meaning that if he never does, then you never really you, you know what I mean? You never really were accepted. You know, it's, it's just too conditional. You know, and I actually yeah. take that straight from the gospel. It's been 
if there's a secret to marriage, it is that to me. Like, I, I don't think there's much else right. to it. I yeah. think I take that directly from the gospel, and there's nothing else that would make my marriage possible whatsoever, except for going in, looking at his worst case scenario, accepting it. All yeah. right. And then we can go from there. I mean, but I guess, Toby, to try to be more specific with your line of questioning, I mean, I, I do think the depression was the catalyst for most of all of our issues because it just, it yeah. was, it, all of our yeah. issues may not have been directly caused, but follow it long enough and you'll see that it was rooted there. You know, I mean, just, if if Priscilla lacked patience with me, but ultimately you could trace that back to my depression. If she didn't feel appreciated, ultimately you could trace that back. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I this this kills me too. There there was one time, uh, in which Rosa asked Priscilla, "What's wrong with Dad?" Yeah, that happened one time, and so. Um, you know, my kids were getting at an age to where I wasn't going to be able to muscle through for them. And I think that was hard for Priscilla too, because it was just like, so you can put a game face on for your kids, but you can't do that for me. And honestly, I I get where she's coming from, but part of it is that she's too smart to be fooled. Mm -hmm, So for me, it's like, it's not worth the energy because it's just going to cause more pain because I'm going to try. It's not going to work. We're probably going to get in an argument. We're going to be mad at each other. It's going to make us both sad. So why even try? Whereas with the kids, I can I can fake them out. I couldn't fake you two out, but I could fake my kids out. They're kids. I mean, they they the grass is green everywhere. So it's just like if dad's laughing and he's got a smile on his face, that means happiness. But Rosa did catch on one time. Um, I think Priscilla and I were uh, driving by each other in the neighborhood and we rolled down the windows to kind of exchange some words and make some plans or whatever. When Priscilla rolled away, Rosa was just like, what's, is that sad or something like that? Uh, so that terrible. happened. Yeah, that yeah. happened once. And is, and it, I, and is it, uh, is it like when you say the game face thing too, and we're, and we're going to have the Adderall uh, folks on here soon, they created a natural Adderall to uh, students. It's going to be a really interesting episode. I'm sorry, excited to hear about medicine and natural medicine and all that stuff. And I know, Joey, you know probably more about medicine than, than any other human I know. <laughs> I'd love to know if you could name I just take it. But, I don't know but, it. I just but, take uh, it. Is the game face, like to put on a game face, even like for Priscilla, like it, even if you can do it, is that like, it, in your mind, is that painful or exhausting or something like that to put on the game? Like, is, are you able to put on the game face for two hours and then go be by yourself, or you just it, you can't even do that? Like, when you say put on a game face, even for the kids and all that stuff, is that even doing that pain? Yeah, like I remember one it's time more pain than not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember one time coming to church on a Sunday morning, and I was in such a dark place, I went next door to where the restaurant was, where our office was too. And I walked all the way back into the kitchen, all the way around about as far into a hole as I could be. And I just started sobbing because I was like, I got to get this out before I go into there where I just have to put a smile on and, and act like I'm happy. Ugh. Um, And so that, I mean, I would just do that. But I, I think that, there were probably people that were suspicious, and then there were probably people close enough to me that you know weren't necessarily even best buds, but were close enough to be like, "Yeah, something's not right." 
Um, but definitely people like you guys and my wife, I mean, there's just, I, I can put on a game face, but you see right through it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you well, just see the game face as an effort. Let me move on here. And I, I did say I would talk about <laughs> myself, but I won't do that. Well, I'll do that later next episode or some other time or after the interview. But um, what about being, tell me how that whole thing impacted the way you would feel about the complications of it being your vocation and that you're doing pastoral ministry and you're in front of people and you're the example and you're doing marriage counseling through this time. How did you think about those things and your reputation and did that, how did that all, did that, was that anything to that? Well, I think a lot of that time was when I was a little more black and white about things. So it was a little easier to go through the motions, well, I guess. But, but did you think, I need to just keep this to myself? Like You didn't act let on that you were having a bad marriage to your people at your job or whatever. I mean, I've talked, your, I've talked openly about my depression uh, more times than I can count, uh, even even in the church context in front of people. But you didn't tell anybody um, you had a bad marriage going on, that your wife was close to leaving you. That You didn't tell anybody that. Uh, not to that degree, but yes, I have mm-hmm. definitely said publicly that... Um, I wish I could remember the exact words, but I definitely let on to where people came up to Priscilla in the lobby and and Mm -hmm. would say stuff. But I probably made it in like a humorous way where people knew that I was being serious, but I didn't also want to bum everybody out. So I I guess I could say I tried, but that's a tough one too because how how do I know what Priscilla's comfortable with people knowing and what kind of conversations does she not want to have with people that don't know her well, you know? Yeah, well, yeah. that's the thing I, you know, I give you credit for many times, and will still. I, of course, we always talk about how Christians aren't able to tell the truth, and they're trying to guard their reputation. But this is a real example of why and how it's difficult. And you've done, uh, you did a decent job through the time, and you know, I only applaud you doing it today on the podcast yeah. too. So that's 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 the best you can do. You know, like you do, you got to push that boundary of telling the vulnerable and uncomfortable truth. There you go. So. And don't don't waste your damn time thinking about when it's going to go away. At least enjoy it while it's here. It's, yeah, it, even if, <laughs> even if you know for certain it's going to go away, <laughs> I mean that I hate that feeling too. But just try to enjoy it while you got it. Yeah, maybe yeah. it won't go away. Who knows? Anyway, all right, let's bring on the guests, and then we'll uh, yeah yeah we'll keep it, keep the show on the road. Cool. Okay, guys, before we go any farther, I'm going to do you you know my little reminder here that you got to be on stamps.com because there ain't no reason that you shouldn't be. These days, you can get practically everything on demand, which is really crazy. I mean, it's a, a big shift. That's not that's a new thing that you can get things on demand, and sometimes you overlook, oh, I could automate this whole post office thing. Like our podcast, you can listen whenever you want. It's convenient for you, so why are you taking trips to the post office? to mail letters and packages when you can do it on demand with Stamps.com. With Stamps.com, you can access all, and I mean all, the amazing services of the post office right from your desk, right from your house, right from your garage, your basement, when it's convenient for you. This is 24-7, of course. You can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your own computer and printer, and the mail carrier will just come pick it up at your mailbox. You just click, print, and mail, and you're done. It seriously couldn't be easier. I've been using the service for five years now, and it's great. I mean, I just saw it. it came, I pay for it. I just saw it come through on my credit card last week. There's a service I've used. I think it's great. 
and I'm happy to have as a sponsor. We use it to send pre-orders. We've sent a million bad Christian, not a million, maybe thousands or hundreds of bad Christian t-shirts using this. That's hyperbolic, saying million, so I apologize for that. But we use it. This this service is really good because of course your time is worth a lot more than you think it is. If you know, don't be a traditional person here. Times have updated, you need to update too. Right now, you can use Bad Christian for the special offer. You can get $55 of free postage, a digital scale, and a four-week trial. Don't wait on this. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else in your life and click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Bad Christian. That's stamps.com. Click on that microphone at the top of the homepage and enter Bad Christian. Stamps.com, enter Bad Christian. Nice. How'd you guys find out about us? I was just curiosity. Well, Toby actually brought this one, so that's why I want to make sure I'm prepared to start it right. But Toby found this. Gotcha. But we, we spend a good amount of time. Are we rolling? This is good. We could just roll right in here. But good question. <laughs> um, we spend a, a good amount of time here thinking about uh, depression and mental illness. Um, we don't talk about... Uh, I mean, we do a lot of spiritual stuff, but Joey here on the show is a pastor, and he's got depression unbelievable to the point where it obviously affects his life, But and we make a lot of jokes about it on the show because it really it winds up impacting Toby and I, too. So it's a very yeah. common topic to us. Additionally, I'm, I'm pretty interested in biology and science, have a background in that stuff. Um, you know, I, I think drug drugs and stuff like that is interesting inherently. Uh, I probably am some spectrum of ADD or ADHD, stuff like that. But all the mental stuff, it just seems like it's underpinning so much of the societal problems we have right now, both oh, individually oh, yeah. and at a societal level. I don't understand how everybody's not talking about it way more, you know. So you guys doing like Adderall, there's just, that's a whole thing that is just, I, I don't feel like people even understand it. I, I don't feel like... I still don't even feel like it's mainstream for people to have a grip on what Adderall is and what these drugs are and what's the difference in categories of drug. I mean, there's just tons of discussion to have. So right, this, right, this right, is exactly. right up our alley. And we've had a conversation of microdosing with LSD. Yeah. I've got a friend who's trying to microdose on mushrooms and it has helped. So yeah, all of it's super intriguing. Totally, yeah. There's a lot of things out there and it's like trying to figure out what works for you. Well, how did yeah. you guys get into doing what you're doing? So um, I personally, uh, we were in this entrepreneurship class. Um, I personally have never liked, you know, like tea, coffee, drinking energy drinks. Like I, you know, I used to like drink like Mountain Dew every now and then and Coke or whatever. If I was super tired, I've tried Adderall once and I don't know, none of it like really made sense. And then, you know, when you get to like the energy drinks and coffee and whatnot, it's like really not good for you. You're like consuming crap tons of coffee, et cetera. Um, I ended up doing a bunch of research on a, a class of uh, basically ingredients called nootropics. Basically, you intake these and they boost your cognitive performance is the idea. Is that new so vigil and pro vigil? Uh, oh, sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, it's a little echoey and I've got to remind myself to not talk on top of each other because it's it, the chat will interrupt it. So ignore yeah, that no I worries. said anything. So no problem. Go ahead. You got Okay. So... Um, yeah, nootropics are this whole set of ingredients. Um, and so basically, I went through, did a bunch of research on all the different nootropics out there. There's a lot of different people claiming a lot of different things. The issue is that a lot of it isn't backed up by significant scientific data. They take one study and say, hey, this works. Well, 
taking one study and saying, hey, it works, doesn't work in the scientific community. You really need like multiple different studies. So I ran through the different lists and came to L-theanine caffeine just because, hey, it has the most studies done on the general population. A lot of studies are only done on, say, like Alzheimer's patients. Mm -hmm. Hey, most of us are not Alzheimer's patients, right? And so um, done on a general population and then uh, also double-blind studies. Double-blind studies are key because neither the tester uh, nor the, the client or who is consuming it knows which one is a control or which one's the actual mm-hmm. ingredients. And that gives a really good uh, study for determining, hey, this actually works. And so, you know, that's how I discovered it. I ended up trying it out. Um, we ended up getting it uh, from these mass, uh, these mass supplement manufacturers. Um, and then we gave it a shot. Uh, and yeah, I know you gave it a shot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, Shobik told me, you know, Kind of what he was talking about and kind of his idea for a potential company when we were putting this uh, entrepreneurship class together. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, no way. I don't know. I'm not believing in this. He's telling me that they got these studies. And I'm going to get, you know, improve my cognitive performance. I'm going to be able to focus. And it's got like no crash caffeine. Like, yeah, okay, keep talking. And so he goes, yeah, try it. You know, I trust me, try it. And so I did. And I was, you know, pleasantly surprised. Tell and, me about you know, the effects. So. Uh, so there's a couple of things I want to get get to. We'll, we'll keep on moving. But uh, tell me what you mean when you say, like you said earlier, that coffee and caffeine and Mountain Dew, all that stuff is bad for you. But is it? it are, do you think caffeine itself is is not good or it just has the crashes? A lot of studies say coffee is good, for instance. Yeah. So um, these are things that we outline pretty uh, clearly on our website. But really, caffeine um, has cognitive, um, enhancing effects. It mm-hmm. boosts alertness, um, and attention. Um, and so you see that in coffee and that's why, you know, we have such wide, you know, use of the, of caffeine across, across the globe. Um, but the thing with coffee and, you know, five hour energy and your, your monster energy drinks, all that kind of stuff is, you know, they're chock full of added sugars, right. preservatives, um, all this other junk that we don't need in there. And so what we're doing is we're just giving you the only thing that you're actually looking for out of the, you know, the energy boost and the, you know, the focus boost. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah, other one, that, go ahead. Yeah. There's a the big thing that uh, caffeine alone also like boosts, gives everybody high blood pressure It makes your blood vessels rigid. Uh, it boosts your adrenaline rush through your body. And that gives you high blood pressure, which is also not good for your body. Um, something that L-theanine does is it actually cancels out the high blood pressure effects. Uh, it keeps uh, your blood vessels in a relaxed state. Help me understand the name of the, the chemical. Say, say it clearly so everybody L-theanine. can get it. L-theanine. L- say it again. Sorry. L-theanine. L-theanine. I just want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right there and everybody can hear it. And then the other one you talked about was the nootropics. That's new vigil and pro-vigil type stuff. I mean, yeah, there's lots of stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And but um, and are like, you saying those aren't well supported? Those? Uh, it. I'm I'm not familiar with Provigil directly. Some of them are used as prescription medication. Mm-hmm. Um, we noticed that you know among college students, you know, we've had friends that try Adderall. The thing is, at the end of the day, Adderall is an amphetamine. It's pretty hard mm-hmm. substance. Um, and. There's no real need reason to go to like such an extreme prescription medication to like deal with um, having to focus. And in fact, there's studies out there that show that, hey, you know, if you don't have it, if you don't have ADHD or you're not diagnosed with it, et cetera, et cetera, it can have significant negative impacts too, in terms of just psychosis, depression, mm-hmm. and other effects like that. 
Yeah. How many people are taking Adderall? Um, Do y'all know any numbers? Like, is it is it pretty big? The numbers uh, currently, we can get our uh, get our numbers up right now. Um, it's so essentially the numbers are, are rising and they're rising dramatically amongst both high school students and college students. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I can say is, um, and it's to bring back to your original point um, of how just kind of the interest in you know the drug topic and our kind of attitudes and perspectives toward drug use and. That's that uh, nearly 40% of a, of a national survey done in 2016 found that college students, 40% of them thought that Adderall did not pose a significant health risk to them by taking it. And so you have what we, what we understand, not only from, you know, you know, university, uh, you know, uh, sorry, countrywide studies, but also from our personal experiences that people have, you know, uh, a total misinformed uh, idea about what, you know, an Adderall and amphetamine can really do to them, um, both in the short term and the long term for their health. No doubt. Yeah. I got a couple of things that I think about that. Like I had an experience one time where I work in music and do music recording. And I was was working with somebody one time who was a, a very conservative Christian type person. And this person was like unbelievably anti alcohol you know, a teetotaler, very moral about every substance being wrong, like literally a, a, a guy that preaches about this. It was, was the way this guy was. And um, he would want to add, he, he, he was a very bizarre person, but he'd want to stay at the studio at night and he would take a bunch of Adderall and get a bunch of dark chocolate. And he would stay up all night and do all this weird stuff on the computer <laughs> that wasn't really very productive. And he was right. taking these Adderall like crazy and Jeez. preaching all the time about the fact I was going out to get a beer and he's just like really had a problem with that. Like, it's that, and oh, like alcohol well, is I, the bad thing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, I, you know, I tried to have a conversation with him and he, he couldn't, he couldn't even fathom. He said, this is a pill. This is a bottle. This came from my doctor. It just, it just in the dark, <laughs> the dark chocolate too. I guess there's the caffeine, but I mean, yeah. he was very gripped by the substance and it very much altered him and he couldn't even see it because it's in that that kind of package right. i think people forget that uh you know adderall is an amphetamine right like it's in the same family group of drugs as meth mm-hmm. like but most people take serious pause before like if somebody offered you meth would you take it like most of them are like no no way but like when it comes to adderall somehow we're like oh yeah it's it's probably fine just because it has a different name to it if you named it based on what the chemical substance in it like no no way like it's a name and also what's really interesting about the point that you bring up is is the attitude that we have toward when when it's prescribed you know Mm -hmm. because you know it's going through the fda that okay i am i'm just going to blindly accept that it's safe for me to yeah, consume. Right. And that's where, you know, we really want to challenge really the whole, you know, what we're taking really everywhere is, you know, let's have science, you know, really back up with like, you know, and support our decisions of like what we want to do and make. Right. Yeah. And then there's a whole like comparison potentially with like Adderall and the opioid epidemic. And it's like, to what extent does it get prescribed? And then like, Hey, it could be like, Hey, this could be addictive and bad for you, et cetera. But of course, like at the end of the day, we do say like make sure you talk to, you know, uh, a professional or a physician before like saying, yeah, I'm gonna replace uh, Adderall with Neural or something like that. Like we don't want to say, hey, that definitely is true. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's really not the problem that we're aiming to solve. 
we we see people that are abusing alcohol mm-hmm. on college campuses and stuff. We want them to see that there's a natural alternative to you know binge studying or just being productive during the day, rather than you know it, it, we're not out here trying to preach to people who are prescribed Adderall who have ADD or ADHD that stop taking Adderall. It's bad for you. It, it, you know, and there are certain circumstances and there's a lot of data that shows that Adderall is very beneficial to people with, you know, mm-hmm. uh, attention problems. But it's, if you're, you know, using it illegally or, you know, kind of misusing the substance that we're really looking out to kind of counteract. And so it, tell it's me, interesting. I, I've always heard uh, too, like, yeah, like the abuse, a lot of people take Adderall just to stay up, not even like for the focus or for the help, or whatever it's like. Uh, even a party drug, you go, you take some Adderall, you're going to be able to stay up all night and drink and party. And that's like, I wanted to get back a little bit to, I mean, you guys developed this in college and stuff like that. Were you thinking, oh, we'll, we'll create a healthier way to party? <laughs> like, or were you only thinking focus? Like, were you, were you thinking, uh oh, th- this Adderall thing might be a little rough, but what if I took this and then I can hang out? Like, did anything come out of that? Where, like, this idea, were you, was it really just to study more? I'll tell you what, the, one of the very first iterations we had, we were selling these. We were these, selling these, it. We were just, we gave it to a bunch of friends. We did, we did, but we had these little tins and we were trying to gauge interest amongst college students. And one day, cause we had a weekend to work and on, it was a Saturday in the fall. We had a big football game day on campus. You know, yeah. it's a beautiful Saturday. People are out drinking everywhere. And then there's like, you know, there were a few people on our team at that time and we're out there trying to sell and get people to take these. <laughs> these neural capsules <laughs> people are like what are you talking about like so i think there was a brief moment in our past where we tried to push that demographic and it didn't uh, roll over so hard. <laughs> push nootropics because if you're at a football game and you want to keep enjoying the football game you need a nootropic for that to go along with your miller light right well, you know, what's what's funny is that, you know, like what we found out, like as we've come along, like, yeah, we started a lot with a college focus, but a lot of the people that are taking it now are taking it like, right, you know, like everybody experiences that afternoon crash right after they eat lunch or something. Like we're all like, oh, man, I need to take a nap. But hey, I need to work out, you know, keep working through the day. Well, a lot of people are finding like that we've been talking to. They're saying like, hey, that's when it comes in handy. I can keep crunching through my work day. And then something we've been talking about recently actually is actually, you know, a lot of people who drink coffee, for example, how do we introduce L-theanine to those people? Right. Yeah. And so, I know. So put we, it in coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. So what we've been talking about is actually, you know, instead of sugar, put it L-theanine in a packet right. that you can just mix into your coffee. Right. Because the key is that you want to consume the optimal way to consume caffeine is with L-theanine. Oh, really? So, they inter- the two particles interact somehow? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's like the, the main kind of uh, part of the studies that are out there um, is the interaction effects between caffeine and L-theanine. One, you know, L-theanine's counteract to that high blood pressure effect of caffeine. So it's kind of right. counteracting the jitters and the crash. But then you have an interaction effect where, so you, essentially we actually met with... Um, a PhD grad from the University of Minnesota in uh, nutrition. And he got to talk to us a lot about this because he works in, with L-theanine. And essentially he's saying that 
and L-theanine by itself is kind of a, a calming agent. It's like a relaxer. So, so he's kind of just not in the sense of making you fall asleep. Right, not falling asleep, but something where yeah, you're a little yeah. more calm, you know, you're just like really full Right. And so he's saying you're taking those elements and then you're blending them with like, you know, alert and energy and, and attentiveness. And so you take these two and they just create a really balanced kind of harmonious synergy that's really nice. Time is running. Emory is headed back to the West Coast this summer, June 1st through 9th with 68. Other special guests include Trove and Bell. June 1st, Seattle. June 3rd, Portland. June 5th, Sacramento. June 6th, San Diego. June 7th, Pomona. June 8th, Scottsdale. June 9th, El Paso. Get your tickets at emorymusic.com. That's interesting because L-theanine was it basically you. It's already used for stuff like blood pressure and Alzheimer's and other things as a supplement, right? So uh, L-theanine, yeah. So the reason they did the research in the first place was it's found in tea. Um, it's found at I think roughly uh, one eighth of the amount that we put in our pills. Um, and so that's how they started doing the research on L-theanine. Is they're like, oh, this is another active ingredient in tea along with the caffeine that seems to be having an effect on people. Um, and so then they, a bunch of studies looked at how do we optimize this ratio since there seems to be some sort of uh, interaction effect that's beneficial. Um, and so the two to one ratio is basically what they came up with. And that's what we've been using in our farm. That's interesting. Cause there's, I mean, that reminds me of the way people, <laughs> people say that, uh, for instance, people say that if you take a psychedelic drug or, or some other drug and you have grapefruit with it, that interacts in a way, right? You know, like there's combinations right. of drugs that, that whatever, they work together in some ways. I don't know if that's even true, but that reminds me of that. Yeah, no, that's, I, I think that tends to be a case. Um, the, the key is, you know, just trying to, hopefully there's people out there, there's PhD students or something doing doing studies mm-hmm. on them so we can, I guess, go dive into the actual data and figure out if it's working just beyond a placebo, you know? Well, how, I guess if we're going to talk about how, uh, drug interaction effects that uh, maybe the uh, one we should ask is uh, the alcohol and tobacco industry and ask if uh, people who use both think that there's an interaction effect. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, how treacherous is it getting into business and doing stuff like this? Because, I mean, you know, every time somebody talks about something medical or chemical, you just get this attitude like, well, now you got to talk to your doctor or we don't know. And the supplement industry, I mean, it's crazy. It, it's a crazy yeah. industry. Yeah, it's and, a pretty crazy industry. <laughs> you know, and it's weird because I think if I'm correct about this, you can get away with a lot if, with supplements depending on how you describe its use. Is that the case? Can you help me understand or help yeah, other yes. people understand that? So how the regulation works in the supplement industry is the following. Uh, basically, for manufacturing purposes, nobody can manufacture their own pills unless they are GMP certified. And that stands for good manufacturing practice. And that's regulated by the FDA. So the FDA directly regulates any manufacturing plant that makes these uh, pills or puts together supplements. Now, after that, after it's put into pill form and packaged, there's regulation around the labeling of supplements, right? There's certain things required on the label, such as like when, what's the expiration date, what the standard things, right? Things like that. But there's also the thing that we cannot, nobody who manufactures a supplement can claim any, uh, to cure any health condition. Okay. And so the FDA has a massive list of health conditions. Uh, and so you cannot, like, as, as us, we cannot claim anything related to 
um, you know, say, hey, this this is, uh, if you have ADHD, this will save it. Like, they definitely can't claim that because that's a health condition. Right? So, so what can- high blood pressure. Now, if you take this, you won't have high blood pressure anymore. We, we can't make these types of calls. What we can't, what we do, that, what we try to stick to is just saying, okay, we've done a bunch of research. We'll curate that research on our website and make it available to you. And you can read through that and see that there are a substantial amount of studies that back up the testing of these things. And these are done by independent medical journals. Mm-hmm. So in or- if somebody was going to go into a supplement situation, yeah. it's not as easy to go medically or through a doctor and, or things like that. So do people have to be real careful at, with supplements? Like, you know. Yeah, I would say definitely. I mean, so we've seen, like, I, I, when I was doing my research, I was like, we were also looking at, you know, other, there's other competing supplement makers. And what, what we've seen a lot of is that, you know, people are putting in all these extra ingredients, but the real justification isn't there. Like, oh, this, you know, this has a cognitive improvement on lactating females or something. And it's just like, well, and that's the only study they have. Mm-hmm. Like that that's gets really iffy or, you know, things like that. So like people will put in, um, you know, B vitamins or just simple things like that, just to say like, oh, we have a competitive advantage or whatever. And they'll also drop, you know, increase the price and they'll put like 10 different ingredients in and say, but the issue is that they're only using one scientific study, you know, right, just right. Say, oh, hey, this works. And if you, if you, you know, involved in the scientific community, I've helped publish research um, in the scientific community. Um, what happens is that, you know, just because one study says something doesn't mean it's true. You know, it has to be a series of studies that are published and then it's like different people peer reviewed this, et cetera, et cetera. And at that point, then it still start becoming accepted as fact. Um, until then it's like, well, okay. One study said it, that's not enough. Mm-hmm. How'd you guys go about getting your ingredients? Um, so basically uh, we have a partnership <laughs> with, like I said, it's GMP manufactured. So we have a GMP manufacturer. Um, turns out there's a huge list of GMP manufacturers. If you search them up, and so it was just a matter of running through them um, and trying to get uh, the best deal, but also making sure that the, um, all the ingredients are properly uh, supplied to them. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I was going to ask, is there, uh, what is, you know, on L-theanine, how can you overdose on it? What are the side effects if you go, if you, or um, normal L- side effects L-theanine. or if you over, or take a lot? Yeah, yeah. Uh, L- you cannot overdose on L-theanine. Well, uh-huh. If, if you have to take a crazy amount and the issue is that like, I, I forget the exact amount, but like for our medication or not medication, but our, our pill, our capsule, um, you're going to overdose on the caffeine before you would ever overdose on the, mm-hmm. on the L-theanine. That is the caffeine that becomes the issue. If you consume more than, um, what is it? Like two, I think like, Basically, once you're getting over a thousand milligrams, well, it's a little bit over a thousand milligrams, but close to two thousand milligrams of caffeine, it becomes seriously problematic. Mm-hmm. We're going to actually believe the numbers. It, when you thirteen grams of caffeine, it would kill the average uh, seventy kilogram person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you start with you know hundred milligrams. We recommend um, very clearly on our bottle um, that. You know, you're all, you don't exceed more than four capsules a day. So, you know, don't take more than 400 milligrams. Um, and so you'd have to, you know, take dozens of these pills. And, you know, but even when you start to push past that point, it's just you're already taking, you know, too much risk. 
But also more directly answering the question of L-theanine side effects, it's basically simple things like, you know, your stomach gets upset. Um, it might cause higher like irritation and itching and stuff. If you take like, if you just consume a lot in the same setting, but it's something that's pretty hard to overdose on. And But uh, if you get it right, it, it gets in the territory of, it, it, this is actually competitive with Adderall. Like it could be something to replace Adderall though. Is that the way you think I, of it? I personally, you know, this is, you know, this is very anecdotal and this is a very personal opinion of mine, but I, I personally do believe that in many cases it can, I don't know if it can for, you know, all these cases. Cause I mean, there's, you know, a total spectrum of, you know, the whole scale, you know, really where's how, you know, how severe is your problem or, you know, your disorder. Um, I, I think that, you know, just from speaking from, you know, a handful of people that I've, you know, gotten to know here at college who took Adderall to study during semesters and now take Neural, you know, they say, you know, I don't, I don't have this like nasty come down effect six hours after like I do. And I just feel gross and kind of shitty about myself, which I've heard from more than one person about taking Adderall. And so they just, I, I just seen, you know, being able to only, you know, share our story with a, you know, limited amount of people and already seeing people make life changes, like life changes, uh, complete behavior changes. That just gives me kind of, you know, some hope that, you know, there are, are that many more people who could see benefits in taking, you know, this natural alternative. Yeah. What, so what is, what is the game plan as far as like, do y'all have a big vision for this? Like, are y'all looking like this time in 10 years, do y'all see this being kind of like a, a household item and, you know, CVS, everybody goes by and then kind of having to do with that question, and I think sometimes I'm a little over, um, I, I think too much about money. And I, if I were in y'all's shoes, I'd be like, is somebody going to steal this and then really be able to commercialize it? And we're just forgotten about. Yeah. How does that work in, in supplements being that it's like, I mean, it's, they're common chemicals that can be mixed together and stuff, right? I would, I would, uh, I'd say that the barriers to entry in this industry, um, at least, you know, as a kind of a distributor, how kind of we, we see ourselves, uh, it, they're very low, you know, it doesn't take a significant amount of capital. You know, if you're on the manufacturing side, for example, you know, the barriers to entry for them are a lot higher. You know, the, there's a lot of investment that has to go into that. So no, you're right. There, there is something that that's been on our mind. You know, someone is going to hear about this. There are already competitors of ours doing this. What if someone, you know, picks this up with a lot more money and just says, you know, and pushes, you know, really good marketing campaigns and it does wonderful branding and focuses on college students and, you know, takes our customers that, you know, that could happen. And so that is on our peripheral um, constantly um, to speak towards the vision. Um, one thing, as Shovik said, with our, our product that we're currently working on doing uh, right now, we're doing consumer um, survey kind of behavior and analysis. Um, with the l packages that we want to be in coffee shops. We'd like, you know, 10 years down the line, we'd like to be in Starbucks. We'd like Starbucks to buy our product and have it right on their sh- counter right next to the Splenda sugar package. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want a mocha. I want a focus mocha. A focus <laughs> mocha. That's the thing, right? Real straightforward. But, you know, that's, that's the sort of vision that we see. And that's where we see um, there is that would give us much more uniqueness and competitive advantage over a lot of our consumers. Um, I think long-term 
I think both of us also just look at, hey, let's just scale this up as fast as possible. Well, I mean, generally what we've seen in industry is what happens with brands that get big and can really be effective is that, you know, you end up getting big and then getting bought up by one of the major like food manufacturers or something like that. So, so you know, that's the ideal situation as we grow it, we get into like, so this, you know, the current capsule form was kind of getting our foot off the ground, um, getting um, leverage and also getting in contact now with higher level manufacturers. Right. But that also helps us enter this this more secure industry, which is the coffee industry. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why we've been in talks with, you know, ingredient manufacturers like Althini manufacturers say, hey, you guys can mass manufacture this. We can partner with you and really scale this up if you can. Because the hard thing is the hardest part, the biggest barrier of entry is when you buy that first batch of product. That's the hardest part of the biggest barrier to entry because it's going to cost thousands of dollars. If you can become, if you can have a good partnership with one of these manufacturers, you can get in low order quantities for much less, right? But you need to be friends with them. And that's, that's the key is those relationships. You know? So it's getting in early on, on a known chemical L-theanine, similar to, uh, was there a boom in taurine, which is a taurine was an energy drinks like nobody yeah, knew yeah, or, or ginseng. Nobody knew what it was. Then they did, you know, kind of thing. So that's maybe the exactly. idea. Exactly. Oh, uh, and so the product is called neural. How do you pronounce it? So I'm going to say it the right. N E U R O W L. Owl. Yeah. It's a word play, but it's just neural. Neural. Yeah. Neural. neural. And so what people can actually do is people want to try it out right now. It's on our website. Um, and so people can get it for free plus shipping right now. So if people want to go to our website nice. and check it out, it's just neural.com. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. And the reason we do that is the reason we do that is just because we believe that, Hey, reduce the barrier to entry of people trying the product, let people try it for themselves, figure out if it works for them, you know? So some yeah. people will say, Hey, it works for me. Some would say, oh, this is not my thing. And that's fine. Like, that's totally cool. Um, but hey, the important thing is just figure it out. Awesome. Right. Well, we, a lot of people, uh, call us the BC pod for short. So just if y'all ever want to call your pill, the BC pill, you just let us know, man, we will, will you guys will explode. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> the BC capsule or something like that. There you go. This is, has been an awesome talk. I think it's super intriguing. And that, that to me shows, I love how, I mean, if I were in your shoes, I'd have a hard time just giving it away for free, but I guess you got to do that to, to get the exposure out. And Joey, our podcast is you, free. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What do you, what do you but, think yeah. about potentially offering free shipping for like the next, you know, 24 hours or like, what do you guys, when's this podcast going on? Is it live right now? It'll be next week. Yeah. Next week. Mm -hmm. So give us the heads up and we can we can say free shipping for like twenty-four hours nice. the day. Yeah. So free product yeah. with free we'll shipping? A, we can do a promotion that day. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a promotion the day of the air and just have full. Well, what, what what do you want the is there let's see, we can do a discount code. What do you want? Should we make it BC pod? Sure. Yeah. Yeah? All caps, BC pod. You got That'll it. Be the free awesome. shipping. Now if somebody Toby, what if somebody dies from this pill? Are we going to get like, sued? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hope yeah, it's you. Can relay it up to us and we'll relay it back to the manufacturers. And yeah, no. <laughs> That's awesome, guys. Yeah, so use yeah, the congrats. code BCPOD. Go to 
Neural, and that's spelled like an owl at the end, but you, you guys will check it out, and uh, we'll put it in the, in the notes uh, on the podcast. But, yeah, this is awesome. Thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, awesome. Cheers. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's been fantastic. All right. Great. See you, fellas. Yeah, definitely. See you guys. They're about to do a bunch of packaging. <laughs> I promise you they are going to do a bunch of packaging after this episode releases. Yeah, they are. Who 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 will pass what, up what? trying something for free and free shipping? All they have to do is take two minutes. They don't even have to get their credit card out. Like, <laughs> well, what if what? My, that's what I was worried about. What if we put them out of business? <laughs> like, what if they're like, oh, we didn't know, we didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let let me take a second here and be clear on at least one thing, and that is. Uh, this is not a paid sponsorship for us. At, no, no yeah. like not that. at all. It's just, just, just a general curiosity, and then it happened to be centered right. more around a product, and then they happened to want to give away free product or, and that, or that whatever was, that, that is. That was but spontaneous. So you know. We had no idea of any sort of yeah, they, promo Yeah, they code. did that on their own. I, I was actually looking for I, – I, I, I am very intrigued by how many people take Adderall. Like I, just in a – I know this sounds funny. I didn't do a self-study, but just friends I know, people I know – it is way more prevalent than you think. Like, I mean, a shit. And then there's that documentary. I don't know if you all saw that too on Netflix. But I mean, there is a shitload of people taking Adderall, and I'm just thinking, man, what, what, who knows? And I, I thought it'd be interesting too, because Joey, like I said before, you, you have the most knowledge of all medicines of any human that's ever taken <laughs> medicine. You probably, do you think that out of all humans, start naming antidepressants until you run out, Joey? No, no, no. But out of all humans that have ever existed, do you take? Have you taken more meds? Because, Matt, you're missing the point here. It's not just antidepressants. Oh, My God, right. if it was just right. antidepressants, it would be nothing. I mean, it is unlimited. Joey knows it, more it, about pharmaceuticals than I do about candy. He walks into the CVS, they go, Joey! Yeah. <laughs> it's like Norm at the bar. Why do y'all think, why do y'all think I know so much about the actual you, pill? Your you body falls apart for, It's not that we actually think you retain the knowledge. But the joke is you are forced to, by your shitty body, take in tons of chemicals. That is the punchline of the joke, not the fact that you remember them or are knowledgeable about them. Does that make sense? I've drank, I've drank ungodly amounts of alcohol in my life. It's nowhere near the amount of chemicals you've had in your body. <laughs> From kidney stone pills, to pain meds, to seizure meds. Medicine, whatever I don't know I don't think you have seizure medicine but you allergies got allergies ointment, whatever well, ointments I, I would consider the ointments he put it on his skin yeah, the ointments everything. on his skin alone are unbelievable you, you know what's up. funny is I've never really even taken medicine it's, that's why I like my skin uh, allergy thing or whatever has really wrecked me because I've never been I just never have taken medicine like I, I mean I guess some you know if I had a headache or something I take a Tylenol or something but that's really about it I don't I don't in my life. I've never thought, oh, I got to take medicine until now. And let I still me, forget. Let me take this time to say to to point to something really quick, if you'll indulge okay. me. Toby, you did the booking for this. Thank you for bringing these guys on. You also booked a guy for Break It Down that I haven't released yet, and he is studies the science of resilience. Okay? That episode okay. isn't out yet. It's going to come right. out, and you should listen to it when it does. But I'll just make the point right now that this guy backs up with science, <laughs> acknowledges what I've been telling y'all and I've said on this podcast, I was so pleased because I got to ask him directly. He studies this stuff, yeah. and he does, in fact, say that your mental state very much can you know, translate into not getting sick. 
He was very clear about that in a way wow. that I thought was great. And so I wanted to thank you for that and tell people to check out that episode You're when it comes out. But yes, I don't take a lot of medicine, and you don't either. I think it's partly of it. I mean, I'm not blaming people that are sick. I know they can't help it sometimes. But I will say it's kind of a mindset if you're a person that's, you know, in the chemical world or not. And I, I don't like to... I don't know. I guess I do like some certain molecules, I guess. I'm about to retract that. You know what? That. No, I've, I've wondered that, too. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I thought it was really cool to, ha- to have that guest on Break It Down. Y'all should check it out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really good. But I, I, I wonder, like, just for example, my dad just didn't want to buy medicine because it was, cost money. <laughs> <laughs> so, therefore, he couldn't <laughs> get sick. Right. <laughs> right yeah, he's just like, oh, I ain't sick. Because he wasn't going to go to the doctor because the doctor costs money, the medicine costs money. I mean, yeah. he only would go... When it was just, you have to go. Like, his, like seriously, I can remember when I was little, my dad never said anything, and then his back, he got hurt. He had like a, what do they call it? When you're disc, it's a slip disc. Herniated like disc. Yeah, herniated discs. And he really actually couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. He went to the doctor. But, yeah. I mean, he just wouldn't do anything. I mean, he just he just didn't like any medicines. And I was like, oh, and so we didn't really, I mean, we, we did the bare minimum. And at the time, I thought maybe so. But now in my brain, I just go, well, Maybe if you do tell yourself you don't need it until you absolutely need it, but that's really dangerous. Well, right, you, you, you can't be headstrong and deny medical care. <laughs> you might care, need so it. That's not what I'm saying. But here's that. How, here's how. So let me just. This is what I've lacked that he clued me into a little bit. Is the basically you know there's hormones that your body releases. So let's say you see right. you know, people talk about oxytocin, for instance, It's one a human yeah. co- you know connection hormone. Obviously, your whole body is dependent on hormones and it regulates things and stuff like that. So do you think your hormones can have an effect on the immune system? Of course it can. Like hormones yeah. that trigger this and increase production of this amino acid and etc. So if you're of a certain mindset or you change your physical situations or you go out in public and see your friends and you give them a big hug, well, we know that affects your hormones, right? And in turn right. can affect and it's your and we express that as we said it's your mood. You have a mood when you're releasing hormones that make you feel good. And that that yeah. mood in turn mechanically can affect your immune system. So what you do and what you think and how you act when you're sick can matter is the, is the point there. At least there's a mechanism I have to put behind it a little bit. That's not, you know, uh, an explanatory uh, proof or anything, but that gives you some window of how that can happen. And like you'd say with your dad or whatever, if you know that you can't, it's like if you know you have to take a dump, but you don't, you got to wait 20 minutes, you can wait. Yeah, you can wait. And that's physical. Like that's something you think in your brain and it has a physical effect in your body Unless and so one t- the decisions but you that make one time for joey he didn't no he, he can't sometimes not my god that was he i've never seen a man try so hard not to go number two and and it, you lost the battle but i still think you probably won the war but a strong <laughs> mindset i think you know the other mindset being oh you know me i'm always sick i better not i'm this i'm like that's a mood and that will have hormonal effects and your behaviors and what you choose to do will affect your physical body it will. Well, it, well, it's really funny. Just think about the idea of the placebo effect or a placebo pill mm-hmm. that literally is nothing but your brain. Like your right. brain does and it something. Works. And it works. Cha- yeah, and it does work. And then the idea, too, I mean, obviously. It's you one see, of the most powerful effects in medicine is the placebo well, effect. It's exactly why Christian music does a, a swell here or something here, and it makes you feel like you're connecting with God. or so, like, right. like you There's, can be... You can be manipulated, but it's not necessarily a manipulation. It's your brain saying, I want to feel this way, so I will feel this way. Well, there's or, particles you know, and you, molecules you, you, involved in right. the way you feel when you hear certain and, songs and in a certain you, building. And you have a reaction to certain stuff. You see something, uh, you, you see your kid do something awesome, and you start crying. I mean, that's a real reaction based solely that's on a chemical reaction concept. involved. You're right. Yeah. Right. 
So, well, yeah. Matt, I, I can't. I'll, I'll try to name all the medications I've been on. How about that? <laughs> no, just yeah, just name antidepressants for me in a string. That'll be funny. These these are the ones right. I've been on: Vibrid, Boost Bar, Zoloft, Two, Paxil, three, Prozac, Effexor, Lexapro, Amitriptyline, Wellbutrin, Flavoxamine, Elevil. Ten. Wow, that's just for for depression. And now there was a season there where I think the doc, uh, the doctors in Rock Hill were were not increasing the dosage like they should. And that's how that's how I got better. And like oh four, the nurse practitioner looked at my records and just like, why didn't any of the doctors increase your dosages? Like she was just like, this is insane. And sure enough, that's what she did, and I was better. If you translate What's that, the, uh, I was gonna say, if you translate that, I hear. Uh, for me, the equivalent gobstoppers, nerds, runs, yes. <laughs> Joey, what's Sugar the uh, worst reaction you've ever had to medication? Is there any? Has there ever been a time where it was like, oh shit? Like, did you ever have anything crazy? Like, you got hives, or it messed up your brain a little mm-hmm. bit, or you got drunk or high, or anything like that? No, uh, Zoloft messed with my stomach a little bit, but they increased the dosage after my stomach settled down from the dosage. But it also uh, mess with my libido, so I. Had what does to that take mean? No a, boner for six years. No, it just means that I wasn't as interested in sex, and uh, that's not cool for someone in their late twenties. So, uh, Wellbutrin uh, not only helped that out, but also kind of helped my irrational thoughts and obsessive compulsive disorder. But no boner. Was that a thing so like where you didn't you could you just didn't care about sex, and all of a sudden you just had like boners? Oh no, no, it doesn't have anything to do with boners. Well, so you could still get boners, but you just didn't use them. Well, yeah, I mean, probably the boners <laughs> were there, but maybe not connected sexually. Like their blood <laughs> right. could so like, rush you, to my penis. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you could get yeah. the boner and you're like, whatever. What's what this? Yeah. Uh, get out of here. It's like an annoying. It's like a swollen wiener. ankle. Uh, you know, it's it was an like, embarrassment. Right. Oh. Yeah, just embarrassment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow is correct. Well, here's another wow. People keep joining the BC Club, and that's Blake Best, Joel Dinius, Carrie Ter- Terrell, Terrell yeah, Wilson. Exactly right. <laughs> to, I'm gonna say Carrie Tyrell Wilson. Yeah, Zachary mm. R. Zinn and mm-hmm. John Pollock. That's okay. with an O. Paul Pollock. Pollock. John Pop. Pollock. No sins, Toby? You just went right through them. I didn't even have a chance. So, fuck oh, you. You, you, you. Did you just say fuck you? Of course did I did. You, say, you said that to me? Of course I did. I didn't do anything to you. Anyway, if you guys are interested in not only being a listener, but also joining the club, you can go to BC, thebcclub.com and get an extra episode you get thrusted into a community that gathers on Facebooks, yep. and I'm telling Basically you. Basically, it's like Wellbutrin. You'll get a boner immediately. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a maybe 100 offshoots now of the BC Club. You have BC LGBTQ, oh, yeah, the sub, yeah, hang BC on a second. Locker Hang on a second. Room, Explain what that is. BC, the, yeah, expo- just that, that well, actually Well, it's like all important. these all, – all, okay, so the BC Club Facebook page – you know, it, it got to about a thousand, and then we started. We, at, at some point, we had to make the decision to 
knock the people out who were not in the BC club anymore. At once that you were just grandfathered in, no matter how, you know, how long you stayed in the BC club, you could stay on the fa- <laughs> Facebook page. So a lot of people wanted to make some more specified groups. So you had an LG, you have an LGBTQ group. You've got a Bible study group. You've got a women's group. You got a men's group. Um, I think you even have like a music group and, <laughs> So these groups were basically initiated and created by actual BC Club members, and they're maintained by those BC Club members. I think there's even like a BC Pastors group. Toby, you keep that going by yourself, and then throw in a spiritual word every eight or nine seconds. I'll be honest, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I've never thought about hell like that, and God really changed me. And I was just like, I guess God's doing something. He's doing something like a God thing. <laughs> Join the BC Club. Now, y'all are in good shape. Y'all are all at home. I'm at Devin's house. His whole family's here for a barbecue, and I'm saying these words that I'm saying to y'all and I'm embarrassed. Now I got to go stand around a barbecue after doing this podcast. There's nothing more shameful than doing the BC pod and then going around your friends, then having to have a barbecue with your friends. It is is shameful. I'm in a building here. I've got a really cool office, but on the outside of my office, on the other side of this wall, you see right behind me is a, Basically, a studio full of high-powered creative right. agency <laughs> animators and film people in this creative agency that's really awesome. It's right. called the Belief Agency in Seattle. And uh, they only hear my end of these conversations and me yelling <laughs> about gay this, uh, black that, you know, obnoxious bullshit, fuck that, you know, pastor that, who knows what... It's always quite embarrassing when I get done with the episode and then walk out there to get a coffee or something. But. I know. I was just sitting here thinking, I'm about to go have a this family, the Sheltons. Are right. Gonna, you know, the Sheltons and the Thompsons are going to fix me a delicious meal. We're going to hang out. And they've been, for the last 30 minutes, just hearing me say, fuck, boner. Right. And that's my job. Yeah. I just I'm about to get off work. <laughs> it's my worst the worst the worst thing that happens to me is here. I'm in the office pacing around on the phone saying who knows what. And oh, sometimes yeah. I'll hear my door shut to my office. Oh God. Which yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh sorry. <laughs> who knows how loud I am or what I'm saying and then I'll somebody will gently oh. shut my door to my office. <laughs> That's just too funny. That's just too funny. All right, we gotta get out of here. Let's roll.